Hi, and welcome to Authentically ADHD with me, your host, Carmen Irace. I am a teacher, a life coach, a lifelong learner, and an ADHDer. I created this podcast to create community, to create a place for us to learn together as the newest research comes out about this complex neurodevelopmental disorder. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, my friends. We are in for a treat today. I'm super excited to welcome a guest in just a few minutes. And this guest goes by the name of Tom McCulley. And um, he's also known as my love, uh, the love of my life. So we're going to talk about what it's like to be in love with somebody who has ADHD anxiety, and all all the things. It's going to be fun. I'm so ready. So let's get started. Hi, so welcome to the show. Babe. What? I said welcome oh, to turn? the show. Yes. It's okay, turn. it's my turn. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm your boyfriend. Yes. Uh, We've been dating for about three years now. We've known each other for ten. And, yeah. Yes, that that does help. So, (sighs) when... Like, before we met, actually, did you know much about ADHD? You know, it was kind of one of those things where we're still struggling with in society today when it comes to openly talking about specific illnesses, and whether it be a mental illness or a brain dysfunction of some sort. But I did notice one of my best friends, who I've known for well over 20 years that he had something wrong with him because he was always on medication and I always noticed him going through school, growing up and, you know, having that crash point and you're just like, why is this guy always crashing and stuff like that? And it's not something he probably still doesn't even feel comfortable about. I still, to this day, have yet to hear him, like actually talk about it. He's maybe talked about it like once or twice for like 30 seconds. And it's like, we're your friends for like over 20 years. It'd be nice if we actually knew what the reason for you like sleeping hard or like nodding off sometimes and not knowing about it because of the medication. So that's about as far as it goes. So do you remember our first conversation kind of like about it? Specifically, no. I don't remember the first conversation, but I remember the first interaction we had with you specifically having ADHD. Do you remember when we went to that uh, hospital in Elmhurst and we couldn't find our car? 
oh my god, that was in the first year. Yeah. And oh, and we parked. Oh, I just had to get some blood drawn, friends. It was and the I, worst oh. parking coded <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, I lost my all these lots car. were based off colors, and I thought we were in purple. Somehow we were in like yellow and green, and it just got. Can so... also not to interrupt you, but mind you, it was freezing out. Like it was, we were, we had just started dating, and it was winter. Like, probably on my Christmas break, he was helping me with getting my blood drawn, okay? So, mind you, it's also freezing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's... I don't remember... How long did it find... How long did it take us to find it? It took us at least 45 minutes, I think. We were walking around. We actually went back inside because we got so cold. Yeah. So... It was just in... (laughs) It was incredibly frustrating for me because I'm not a morning person. And for oh, that all to happen, for that all to happen, even before nine thirty in the morning, I was already taking an L for the day. So, <laughs> so you guys know that um, within the ADHD community, it's not known that we are morning people. But as a child, before I was diagnosed, I think what I did was I made myself a morning person, sort of, as like a survival mechanism. Because I didn't know, you know, why it took so long to get ready in the morning and things like that. So the fact that he, I am in love with somebody who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, who doesn't, um, he doesn't like the morning. Like, there's rules. (laughs) I'm very chatty. Um, That's why I have a podcast. Yeah, you can't talk to me before 10 in the morning. That's a rule he had to make because I ask a lot of questions. So when did you realize, like, that ADHD is not just, like, what ADHD says it is and, like, that it's a whole thing? When you gave me this list of questions to look over, this was going to be my kind of favorite one to answer because I love how it says, when did you realize that ADHD is a whole thing? Oh, I like, capitalized whole thing is whole capitalized. Thing. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I, the first time that, and you can ditch. The first time, the first time they didn't, the first time you weren't going to get your meds for, the first time you missed your meds for a day, that's when I realized that it was, that it was a real thing. Like that it was a whole thing. How about like besides meds, like any like thing, like a funny story, something that you remember that you were like, okay, so this doesn't just impact this part of your life, but it impacts... And you can go deep. This is authentically ADHD. Ooh, we're getting deep. Yeah. That's the point. That's why people are going to want to listen to this. Okay. Because it's authentic and real. And they go through stuff, too. Go ahead. Talk about the morning. What about the morning? If that's when you rise, it was a whole thing. I don't know. Early morning. Yeah, I just specifically remember the first time... The pharmacy, they didn't mess up her medication, but she had, it's a weird, I don't, I don't get pharmacies sometimes, you know, it's like, well, we don't they have give to you, into... they give you a month's supply, but yet you run out on day 29. We don't have then... to go through the whole, like, okay, I know. federal, it's like, it's a controlled substance, people. Most people who are on ADHD medication, it is a controlled substance. So getting your medication, remembering when you need to fill it so that it can legally be filled, 
and all of the things that go along with that with our executive functions is hard. So yes, um, I did. I have missed months. I've missed days of meds. So what about that day when I was off my meds really stuck out to you? Like a big thing. A big thing that stuck out, not to take away from you, but when you did get the situation resolved in the pharmacy ended up did that was the first time that you had sent me to go get your meds and I looked at you kind of like as if you were crazy because yeah. I was like wait these are your meds how can I how am I able to get these and then she said all you have to do is answer the three questions I asked it kind of reminded me of you know me loving sports it kind of reminded me of how they did like concussion tests back in the 80s and 90s all the guys knew the answers to the questions so they could get back in and play the game and for this and for me to have this experience to go to the pharmacy and to be able to pick up a controlled substance <laughs> under somebody else's name address and what other questions birthday birthday and knowing that people can do that to me was just, like, crazy. How about how I was that? Like, you looked at me like I was crazy because you're like, how could I pick up this meds? But then you were also like, why? Do you remember what I told you? I don't. No. That what I couldn't do, like, for real if I wasn't on my meds? You couldn't drive. I cannot drive, friends. No. I am not a good driver. No, she didn't. In general, I'm not a good driver. And you're going to have to speak up a little. Um, she misses turns all the time. It's, <laughs> it's kind of funny. He she'll be talking. She'll be, she'll be in a full conversation with me, and I'm just looking at the directions. It's like, turn left and .1 miles, and she's just talking. To, I'm like, she's going to miss a turn. She's going to miss a turn. The thing is that I turn the mute. I turn the mute off so that it doesn't speak over my music. I don't like that voice and so yes I do I do miss turns but before I was medicated just to give you guys like a little visual before I was medicated um I was in and we're being authentic here I was in seven fender benders slash car accidents so that includes hitting other cars How many and hitting other things um Six of them were my fault, and one of them was no one, like, it was her fault, but, like, I just was like, whatever. There was not even damage to my car when it wasn't my fault, and it sort of was my fault because I went like I was going to go, and then I slammed on my brakes. That is downright impressive, taking accountability like that. When well, you after said you've I've been, been seven fender benders, how many are you accountable for? Probably six. Six that out is, of the seven that I is am accountable for. Awesome. Thank you. I, I like to be authentically awesome on here. But after being diagnosed and medicated, I have been in zero. And I've also have only gotten pulled over once, and I got a warning because my taillight was out. That was it. So Happens to everybody, I think. Yeah, so, like, that's a big indicator, like, to tell you right there, like, something he didn't even realize, something as small as driving to go get my medication, something I couldn't do while not on the medication that I needed. That's kind of a meta concept. All right, let's go into something fun. What's your favorite part of me having ADHD? Slash, you know, just being me. Because it's a part of me. Honestly, when you leave the room and don't wake me up. Well, okay, I love that, but like, what because about I'm, that? you got to relate it back. Because I know your morning routine is how you get, how you get your day started, so... 
some days it's it's a blessing that when you can leave without making any noise, but then there are, of course, some days where I might wake up and then you start asking me questions and I'm all confused because it's the morning and I'm like, why are you asking me questions? One that I'm sure that this leads into his biggest annoyance, which is my my infamous uh, emotional explosions in the morning when I wake up, like, yeah, I don't know, random. in pain or... You could describe them a little bit if you'd like. <laughs> or if you want me to, I don't know. You could go on... You could go more into it a little bit. They're probably one of the biggest um, issues in our relationship um, that we've been working on, or that I've been working on, we both work on. Um, when I wake up at a time that is not ideal, that I don't like, or that I feel is inconvenient to me, or if I wake up in pain, that's the only other time, I wake up in an emotional explosion. So that looks exactly the way it sounds, friends. I wake up and immediately start crying, whining, and throwing what looks like a toddler temper tantrum. And I'm sure that's very annoying. And sometimes maddening. Sometimes maddening. So would you say that's your biggest annoyance? Or is there like a little like funny one that you would rather share? No, that's gotta be that's gotta be it. It's not that it's an annoyance because I know. Well, that's like our biggest like, issue. I know if we had if we have a big issue, it's it would be that. I I I guess. I mean, it's not even. I wouldn't even call it an annoyance. It's just because it, it's not something that happens. I feel like an annoyance is something that has to happen every day. It doesn't happen every day. That's but really when it happens it after, when it happens like. I don't know, more recently. It's only been, like, maybe once a month, I think. And friends but you really make that. But you really make it count when you do it, though. Oh, yeah. And did you even realize that we had a talk probably a month ago, and you were the one that even said it. And I was surprised by it, because I realized that your brain had to recognize, or not recognize, but think thinking in that way of okay i am acting annoying in the morning sometimes so guys i'm not just annoying i'm like an outright toddler okay he's being nice i am i am a monster it, it's a monster like thing this isn't just a little annoyance Pretty, he's putting basically on. basically what she said was if she ever wakes up and does that i can say I can pretty much call a timeout. And that's actually when she one calls of the tips time, when she calls timeout, we go our separate ways. So that usually means she'll take her stuff and go downstairs and probably throw a fit down there and then I'll steal her cool pillow and probably go back to sleep. <laughs> yes, it's uh it's actually a mutual pause. That's one of our tips that we that we are going to give you. I recommend it. Using the pause. Communicate the pause first, though. Like, they need to know what it is. Like, the whole timeout thing. Like Use whatever I words need. or... 
yeah, use whatever words you guys want to use. But I had a conversation, and he was like, I think that's a great idea. Cause Pineapples. I don't even know where I heard it. It was in a podcast or a book, I'm sure. But I had recommended it to him, and he was like, yeah, let's try it out. And I've actually used it a few times where I'm like, I need to pause. I need to walk away. Because sometimes, friends, people The best with, thing to do is walk away. The best thing to do sometimes is walk away, because... Especially when you know not, you have no control over your emotions. Exactly. With it feels ADHD, like you're doing. If it might feel like you're doing something bad, but honestly, you're doing like the best thing for yourself. Yeah, it's. It gives you time to think and breathe and calm down because. Some, so would you agree? Some people need two minutes. Some people need two hours. Yes, I'm I mean, one of those people that needs two hours. I'm probably one of the people that needs two minutes. See, and that's the biggest difference. But another big piece of advice that I want to hone in on is, do you see how well that we communicate? Communication is key. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I would say you're so. Gonna get, you're not going to get very far if you don't communicate how you're feeling or if you are in a bad mood and... I've described stuff to you sometimes where it might not make sense, but you like understand what that. Well, yeah, it doesn't have to. You don't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Somebody has to tell you a feeling. It doesn't have to make sense to you for you to empathize with them or even just give them the validation of their feeling and then just move forward with you know life and treating them with the same boundary that you'd want to be treated with. Um, are there any realizations or like things that you've learned that have helped you like during the course of our relationship? Uh, with you having ADHD? Yeah. It's definitely, I had been working on grounding myself, but honestly being in a relationship with you, it <laughs> sped the being patient process up a little bit. You really do have to be patient. That's like the biggest advice I would give if you're, if your significant other does have ADHD, no matter how mild or full on ADHD, it's, it's definitely going to test your patience. It's definitely <laughs> going to teach you how to ground yourself. Well, and I work on grounding myself too, because patience isn't easy for us either so i i commend you for for owning up saying that like hey you gotta be patient because because i yeah yeah i think i think that's that's pretty true that is pretty true um have i like surprised you in any ways with like anything i've done or like not done or oh you're always a surprise <laughs> but... Um, specifically, I can't. Um, I just think with the condition you have and the job that you chose, it's actually kind of remarkable how. Oh yes, because I am a teacher. You're as able well. to do that. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a podcaster. So you really think wearing that the whole awesome? tool belt. Well, yes, I definitely have a lot of tools yeah. in my belt, but I love teaching. You know that I love to teach kids. I love to help adults, mm -hmm. and I just love being able. She to babysits be... kids. I babysit adults. So. <laughs> um. So, 
you'd say, I think you already mentioned this, the biggest advice or biggest tip that you'd give to someone like in your shoes now or a couple of years ago even would be the I think patience. it kind of goes in what you talked about a few minutes ago, um, which was the the communication thing again. Yeah. It's, it really, and that's why we're going back to it. It really is that big. Um, if you're in a new relationship with somebody with this condition, you really need to communicate your feelings early because their emotional regulation is different than somebody who doesn't. So, yeah, obviously it took me a couple, I think I'm still, I think I'm still learning. I mean, I don't think I have like everything figured out about you and and what you have, just like likewise for you with mine, but. I mean, it's not, uh, you know what, friends, I think what it comes down to is it's never easy to love another person and like them all the time. Sometimes you're mm-hmm. not going to like them and you're just going to need to figure out ways and, to cope with that. Yeah. And to go off that, there are some times where it can get to a point where it feels like some days are treating are treating it as a job which it isn't you know what i mean yeah those are just some days though i would say those days happen probably like one day a month where you're getting off work and then not that it's your fault but there have been times where i get off work and you're on one of your days where you're short on meds and then i have to go you know i have to come home and Oh, and it's a whole on the way. Good thing, good thing my drive from work gives me enough time to decompress and actually think about what to say because you can't. That's another thing. Um, people with ADHD they don't like it when you just flip out on them right away because trust me, they are probably better at it than you are. <laughs> You could go in there thinking you're going to win the fight, and you're probably not, because you're about to see, like, (laughs) some side of this person that you've never seen before. Oh, yes, that happens. That definitely happens. Those are called emotional explosions, my friends. Emotional explosions are not easy. Um, But they are human, though. Well, they are human. Mine are just, with ADHD, they're just amplified a bit. Yeah. He, he's making a face like a bit, uh, you mean a ton. I'm sure yeah. people heard my look right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping because um, they can't see us. Um, so, so yeah, I would say that so far our journey, he has been with me for a lot of the journey of me growing into my ADHD and in most recent terms, um, I think that he could give his word on what he thinks the program focused has done for me because I think it has helped. What do you think? Which, which program specifically? Kristen Carter's program, my group coaching program. The workout Kristen program? Kurt, no, no, no. 
I mean, I do have a workout program, yes, and that's part of my morning routine. But no, since I joined my group ADHD coaching focused about six um, months ago. I think the biggest thing that I notice about it is that you're doing a lot of journaling, which is good because I think for a lot of people... A lot of people either think one way or the other, like if they keep, if they keep the thoughts in their head and kind of analyze the problem in their head and then maybe the things will go away comparing to the other people who kind of like you, who like to journal your thoughts down so you can actually sit, so you could actually sit there and look at what your brain is like trying to say. Exactly. And for those of you out there listening that keep your thoughts in your brains, even you neurotypical people, your brain is not a storage locker. It is not made to hold and solve all your problems and hold all your thoughts and ideas yeah, and questions, like a fart. You just got to let it out. Okay, then. <laughs> That's a great, funny a segue into, do you have any other tips or anything else that you want to say? You can find him, before I forget, on Instagram at Tom... Underscore, underscore the bomb underscore, underscore dot com. com and that's all spelled out <laughs> um do you have anything else that you want to get say about the the biggest tip yeah biggest a big tip that you want to give or just anything else that you want to add just anything else that any you know I'll go back to communication one more time because that's key guys. Like I said, yeah, that's, it's very key. Uh, there's going to be, it's not all sunshines and, and rainbows when you're dating somebody. Period. Period. Yeah. And then Cause there's going to be those days where there's those days where you take care of each other. And then there's those days where no offense, but you don't want to be in the same room as the person. <laughs> And that's normal. Um, that's human behavior too. So, so this was really fun. I want to thank you publicly for doing this with me because I think that it was a great, a great gift for me. And I think that my listeners are going to enjoy it. So, so I hope they did. And, uh, once again, communication is key people. (laughs) And we'll end it on that note. So uh, that was a super fun episode to record and I am excited to release it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and give us some feedback. You can reach us on either of our Instagrams or you can send us a fun voice recording in the app. Hi friend, do you struggle with ADHD? Are you looking for a fabulous community to join to learn more about your ADHD and be given strategies, courses, and a coach? You should join Focused. Head to my show notes 
and click that link and we both get a credit to our account. You get money off, I get money off, and Lord knows ADHDers need to save money. So head to that link if you want to join today.